Welcome to your Optimal Personal Economy podcast with Justin Bennett. Your personal economy is your ability to create, protect, preserve, and utilize your wealth, your financial world. Justin will share strategies and stories to help you optimize your personal economy. Now, on to the show with Justin Bennett and co-host Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to episode number 11, where today I'm going to talk to Justin Bennett about what he learned from summiting 29,029 feet. Justin, how are you today? I'm great, Matt. How are you? I am doing very, very well. So tell us what you did this weekend. Earlier this year, Jesse Itzler called me out on social media and presented a challenge to me that he was putting together for those that were willing to accept. And the idea was to travel to Stratton, Vermont and summit Stratton, Vermont 17 times, which is the equivalent of 29,029 feet, which obviously is the height of Mount Everest. And ultimately see what it takes to do that, if it could be done, and ultimately what you're able to take away from that that experience. Now, Justin, don't most people take a pretty substantial amount of time from base camp all the way to Everest? You did this in like a weekend. Right. I think, I don't know much about summiting Mount Everest. I certainly learned more as a result of this weekend. But I guess coming into this weekend, I didn't know all that much. People do generally take a number of days to summit it. But here, the challenge was pretty unique in that, you know, you had, just to give you some context, there's about 8 billion people on this planet. And there were 150, 150, 150 people that decided to accept this challenge this week, this past weekend. And so it was a challenge that I think virtually everybody that I talked to had no idea really what to expect other than it was going to be a real really difficult thing. And so it it turned out to be like by far the toughest thing that I've ever done in my entire life. Anytime somebody goes through something that's challenging like that, there's also not only the physical challenges, which you're obviously in amazing shape to be able to do that. And I'm sure you experienced some of those physical challenges, but let's talk about some of the other things that you learned. You had said to me earlier today that there were like seven major things that you took away from this major summiting exercise. So let's break those down. What, what was one of the big ones that you learned? Sure. The first thing that I would just speak to is how you are anywhere is how you are everywhere. So let me just kind of give you a little bit more of what I mean there. Like I often remind myself and I share with others that like you can't out train a diet, like contrary to what you may think, like you cannot out train a diet. So in other words, like you can't eat a poor diet, train hard and be like really, really fit. It just Hmm. doesn't work. Right. So like if you're going to want to be fit, you know, then it's going to require you to eat well, which I think is really a lifestyle. It's not like a diet. So the way in which you eat must be, you know, clean and well balanced. And then you can train really, really hard. And by being a good balanced eater and a really, really hard trainer, you're going to find yourself to be optimal. You're going to be find yourself at the top of your game. And that's really what I think is really important. So how you are anywhere is how you are everywhere. Let's talk about the mental discipline that had to come into play with this. I'm sure you learned a lot about that. So about summit number, call it 12, give or take, because, you know, they all kind of blend together. But about (laughs) summit number 12, I realized that probably the most critical muscle in my body was the one in between my ears and certainly required a tremendous amount of mental discipline to stay focused, to stay in the now and to really recognize that, you know, although my body was 
feeling painful things, I was able to mentally persevere and, you know, grind through it. And really, when you think about it, mental discipline is not just in, you know, summiting a mountain 17 times or 29,000, 29 feet. It's, it's really something that could be applied to everything in life, whether it be relationships or attitude or money or fitness or diet. So I think mental discipline is really, really important when you're, when, when I think back on this weekend and what I was able to really observe and, and live through. When you think of completion, so you finished this successfully, how did that put success into perspective? Success is a word that naturally people think of money and wealth. I think what I learned is that success is much deeper than one's bank account. And what I mean there is there was these 150 people from all over the country. And there were times where whether you were doing well or not doing well, there were people that were like-minded and equally as successful as you. And they were encouraging you during good and bad times. So, you know, as an example, I think I was on like summit number 16 and I'm coming up and my, my right quad completely locks up to the point that I can't move it. And I'm climbing up with uh, this guy, Dan from Atlanta, Georgia, and he's an excellent human being. And uh, I said, hey, Dan, and he owns a physical training facility down there. And I'm like, hey, Dan, my leg's pretty banged up. What do you what do you suggest? And he just immediately pulled out a, a salt capsule and was like, here, pop one of these. And then within minutes, my I had full range of motion. So Wow. I mean, you know, for a guy like that to be, you know, in such a challenging position, but yet still willing to, you know, share and have that unconditional ability to to want to help, I think is definitely much deeper than than one's bank account. Surrounding yourself with the right people. Somebody said to me, and I think we've talked about this on a previous podcast, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. How, how did you experience that with these 150 other people? Yeah, these people in getting to learn them over a short amount of time come from all walks of life. They're in so many different businesses and from so many different places all over the country. And, you know, what ends up happening is these people just from their experiences that they share with you, both leading up to the weekend and then actually during the weekend allows you to really recognize that you're surrounded with like, you have the option to surround yourself with like-minded people and that's your decision, right? Like you can decide that and you don't need to place yourself in a position with people that are, you know, not like-minded. I mean, you can control that. So by having yourself surrounded by people that offer that support with unconditional selflessness, I think is so critical. How did you, besides the salt pills, what sort of things did you do not only prepare for the, I mean, obviously that was in the moment, but what did you do to protect yourself during this whole excursion? Because I can imagine there could have been a lot of things that went wrong. Yeah, protection is like a really, really like one another one of those words that we often maybe fail to stop to think about. But protection, I would say, you know, would be like protecting your confidence going into mm-hmm. a big challenge like this. You know, you kind of get mentally prepared and physically fit and you're, you're seeming like you're ready and you got to protect that. You know, you might stray a little bit, but you got to protect that confidence. If you're in the moment doing a challenge and you face a little bit of an injury or, or a a larger injury and you're so determined to want to finish, you got to protect the injury. You know, mm-hmm. you might have to compensate the way in which you're, you're ultimately completing the challenge, but you got to protect that injury to the point that it allows yourself to get through it. And of course, being that I'm in the money business, it can't, you know, I can't help but to mention that you got to protect your money, right? Because if you leave your money exposed to all the you know wealth eroding factors, you're going to find yourself in a in a really tough position. 
intentionally, like you were just talking about your right mindset, intentionality, making sure that you're focused and you're really prepared for what's ahead of you. Talk about what sort of preparation you did and in reflection, is there anything you could have done a little bit differently to make it even better? Yeah, I think what ends up happening is, you know, I often say speak and behave with intentionality. And that obviously is something that I took away from this weekend and the challenge. But as simple as it may seem, which it clearly is simple, but I think for some reason it just becomes not so easy for people. If you say you will do something, then just do it. Mm-hmm. Like just do it, right? Like don't speak one way and behave a different way. Because when that happens, you create this bifurcation, this separation between like, hey, I'm going to say something, but yet I'm going to behave something totally different from the way I'm speaking. And people detect that. People realize that that happens and it becomes like really a lack of authenticity. And I think when there's a lack of authenticity, there's just a lack of, you know, wanting to be around people. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think speak and behave with intentionality is really, really important. You really had to take a lot of stock, take a lot of time on the front end to not only prepare your family, but prepare yourself, prepare your team, prepare everybody that you work with for this decision that you made. Tell us a little bit about that process and how that's applicable to things outside doing a massive summit attempt like this. As you go through life and you decide to make decisions, whether it be like fitness type decisions or lifestyle diet like decisions or business decisions or relationship decisions. I think there needs to be this like really, really clear understanding that you got to take ownership of those decisions because you know by taking ownership, it then allows you to shape and create the life that you want to live. And so often people think that it's outside of their control, but I think what they're doing is they're taking uh, you know this easy way to live life. And I think it's a little bit more challenging and a lot more rewarding when you're making decisions, taking ownership, because that way you can shape the life that you're going to live as you move through time. So that's really important to take ownership of all the decisions that you make and shape that life that you ultimately want to live into. In closing here, what else would you like our audience? So just so everybody's you know, clear, the podcasts up until this point have, have really been about your own optimal personal economy, right? So what Justin has done over this past weekend is really found out what his optimal personal ability are right so Justin let's kind of pull this back into the fold let's talk about really what were the biggest like I mean you just went through some of those epiphanies just kind of sum up all of this stuff for us and, and how this applies to not just what you do for a living, but since a lot of other people are not going to be able to do this, what you did, how does this apply to them? Those that, so what I've learned, Matt, is that, and I continue to learn, right? Because it's an ongoing education. It's not like, oh yes, I passed that course and now I'm like, good, right? Because that's like traditional, it's like, like the traditional way of the classroom teach, although that's important. I think that there's this like ongoing learning in the game of life that we need to constantly work at. So I think when you really dig deep on that question, you have to recognize that those that are really successful, like really successful, like there's humility and there's gratitude and they lead with that, right? So having the ability to lead with humility and gratitude does make a difference. It shapes the life that you want to live or that you can live and that you then have the decision to make to live. And I think you're going to naturally find that you're going to attract people that are similar to you that 
also have humility and gratitude. You know, you don't want somebody that, you know, has like, let's say a skill set in a certain profession, whatever the profession may be or whatever the business may be, and they may be performing at the top of their game and therefore their income is like really high and they walk the streets with like an ego or a bravado type approach. Because number one, that can't be enjoyable for the person themselves, nor is it enjoyable for anybody that may be around that person. So I think being able to, you know, perform at the top of your game and whatever it may be in the game of life, in your profession, in your families, in your relationships, and do it with humility and gratitude really matters, really makes a difference, and really allows you to live the life that you want to be able to live. And with that, if you like these podcasts, please make sure that you click the subscribe below button and give us a good thumbs up because this is some good stuff that Justin just did. You all have the opportunity to truly learn from somebody who not only walks the walk, but talks the talk and does what he says for all of you to do with your own optimal personal economy for himself. So this was episode number 11, what I learned from summiting 29,029 feet. Thank you all very much, and we'll see you all very soon.